Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. So glad, so glad that you are here. This is episode 82. This week is going to be just a little bit different than the usual, like per the use. Um, next week, if you live in the United States, is Thanksgiving. And it's kind of a great holiday. It's absolutely one of my favorites. I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. You know, all of the things that come with the Christmas season. But I do not like to jump over Thanksgiving in our rush to get to Christmas. I really like to enjoy this particular holiday. You know, when our oldest was born, our firstborn, um, our first Thanksgiving as a family with a baby, he was nine days old. My brother um, sang the Peas Porridge Hot song to him that Thanksgiving. So it just is, um, you know, I feel like from the beginning, we had these great, just enjoyable moments wrapped into Thanksgiving, if that makes sense as a, as a, as a family, as a young family, by his second Thanksgiving, when he had just turned one, he um, he was a good eater. That boy was a good eater. Boy, he could eat. But I'll tell you what, he really was just discovering food his first Thanksgiving. I mean, really just, I mean, his second Thanksgiving, his first Thanksgiving when he could really eat food. Um, man, he just, the, the foods that he loved, I never would have imagined. And nobody that was there with us could believe like, whoa, what is this kid eating? What in the world? Like these are not normal like flavors for a child this age. A one-year-old doesn't normally like. You chop up olives, you chop up pickles. I mean, the whole shebang, he loved it. And especially the pumpkin pie. So, and that is still his favorite, um, pumpkin pie or pumpkin chocolate chip bread. And so this is a time of year when we really get to be thankful and I say all that to say this, please, before you rush headlong into the Christmas season, please, please enjoy this season right now leading up to it. We're still in November. Enjoy it. It's a month when um, a focus on thankfulness is just easier to kind of redirect people to an attitude of gratitude this month because we're thinking Thanksgiving in, in the States anyway. So I just want to encourage you to stay in that, stay in your lane, baby, stay in your lane, run your race, finish this part of your race, this leg, before you jump ahead to the next leg. Because Christmas is is fantastic. We celebrate the birth of our Savior, but we can really get wrapped up in the busy and the crazy. And even if, um, you know, I've had many years where I only did the the church-related activities and the family activities, and I was overwhelmed. Thanksgiving was my pause. It's when your kids come home from college. It's uh. It's just a great time. So let it be a great time. Let it be a great time and happy, blessed, peaceful Thanksgiving. Give thanks 
this year for what God has blessed you with. Okay, so the reason this is a little bit different in lieu of Thanksgiving this episode is I'm not really going to just jump into one promise and focus on it. I'm going to share some little pieces of something that I wrote, um, golly, I'm not even sure how many years ago maybe four or five years ago, maybe many years ago. So um, I'm going to start with a couple of quotes and we're going to be talking about prayer, but also about Thanksgiving. And of course, of course, tied into all of this is going to be God's promises. So the first person I'm going to quote is John Wesley. John Wesley said this, God will do nothing but in answer to prayer. Okay. All right. Just think about that and let that sit with you for a minute. The second quote is by one of my absolute favorite, um, you know, the old dead guys club who are just the men that went before us who are just, oh my goodness, they teach us so much about God's word, prayer, the Lord, um, faith, E.M. Bounds. I love him. And it's his initials, E.M. Bounds. And here's what he says, the quote I'm going to share. God shapes the world by prayer. Okay, so we've got two quotes on prayer. And I've talked on the show before about prayer, and I have a private Facebook group where um, we all, the group members, we just, it, everything is focused on prayer. Prayer is not a new thing for me to talk about, but um, prayer coupled with Thanksgiving, uh, maybe I need to talk about that a little bit more. What better time than the week of Thanksgiving, right? So, you know, when you hear those two statements, John Wesley, God will do nothing but an answer to prayer, and E.M. Bounds, God shapes the world by prayer, um, you know, what do you, what do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Does anything come to mind where you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, like some other teaching you've heard on prayer through the years, a particular verse maybe? Okay, next I'm going to share a verse from Ephesians, the New Testament, Ephesians 3, verse 20, and this is from the NIV. I'm going to read the verse and then I'm going to share a thought and, um, and then I'll go into what's next and I'll explain more about that after I read this verse, Ephesians 320, New International Version. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. I know you know that verse, but can you ever get tired of that verse? No, absolutely not. So much promise there. I mean, just think about it. Now to him who is immeasurably more able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Let's give him, that's the one that we're giving thanks to. And I really want to encourage you this week in all that you're going to be thankful for um, in all the preparations and even all the expense this year of uh, travel and preparing your meal, um, just pause to give thanks to the one who is able, is able to do immeasurably, cannot measure how much more he can do than all that you or I could ever ask or imagine. And it's because of his power that is at work within us. This is amazing. All the glory, all the thanks, all of it to him. Um, Now, just like my thought on this that I want to share before I jump into the next thing is um, it doesn't say to him who can maybe sort of kind of do a little bit here and there. No, no, it doesn't say that. It says, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than whatever we could ask or dream or think or imagine, thanks to his power that is at work within us. If you are in Christ, if you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and you know where you're going when this life ends, listen, then that's a promise for you. Think about it. Think about it. 
We have so much to be thankful for. Yes, we do. Okay, so um, what I'm going to talk about today that's a little different than I usually talk about is I'm going to read some snippets from something, I already mentioned this, didn't I, that I wrote a few years ago. Um, it's, uh, you know, sometimes when you when you speak, do conference speaking or whatnot, you can you have an opportunity to um, offer some something called like a freebie you know, or a, um, a sign up on my email list kind of a thing. And I have written a few of those things over the years. And although I do not really email my email list all that often, I will say I, I do have a monthly giveaway. And the only way you can win the two books that I give away each month is by, um, in the future, it may become one book, but right now it's been two books every month. You have to be on my email list. You just go to my website, my name, J-A-N-L- B-U-R-T.com and sign up. And actually right now I really only email to let you know about the giveaway. I'm going to hopefully add to that in the new year where I'm sending out maybe prayers, um, a Bible verse, something encouraging, maybe a snippet of a podcast or a link to this podcast. So it's not like a spammy type of email list. I want it to be encouraging and beneficial, but um, because of the speaking things where I've had to maybe sometimes I had to had the option of presenting the listeners, the attendees with a free item, I've written a couple of different little things through the years. And one of them is um, something that I called, I titled it a 21 day prayer journey, right? And you know, from last week, if you listened, like I don't, I, I can create something and not even remember the name of my own YouTube. It's crazy. So 21 days of prayer, it's, it's 21 prayer devotions to impact your life, which yeah, Prayer should impact our life, right? I mean, that's why we pray. So I'd like to read to you just a couple of little snippets from that. And then um, if anybody's interested in having it, again, it's just a total freebie. I will put the the link to that page where you can get it, the download. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. So because somebody, who knows, somebody might want to read it. And it wouldn't be a bad idea. It's, it's well, it actually is a really good idea. At some point in the new year, like right at the new year to... Uh, do like 21 days of praying and some kind of fasting as you just take the new year and present it to the Lord and just give over to him. And so this could go with that very easily. It's not really designed for that purpose, but it could be an easy way to remember, oh yeah, I need to read the little devotional and then, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fasting whatever X, Y, Z for these three weeks because I'm giving this whole year to the Lord. Set the tone for the year and Ultimately, you do that every year, you set the tone for your life. And that's not a bad thing at all. Okay, so Psalm 95 verse 2 says this, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Yes and amen. That's a fantastic verse for this Thanksgiving week. So, you know, there are times when we really need to come to the Lord in prayer with, um, just with Thanksgiving, not with our list of wants and needs, but just with a heart that's overflowing with praise and Thanksgiving. You know, personally for me, I found those times to be some of the ones when um, I just came away so blessed from that prayer time with the Lord, where I just said, you know, right now I'm not going to pray down my list of wants and needs. I am just going to thank you. I'm just going to thank you. And even when I don't feel like I have a lot to thank God for, I come away from that time like realizing I have so much to be thankful for, even when I'm maybe in a rough spot and I, and I'm overwhelmed or coming undone a little bit. 
I've always got more to be thankful for than I knew before I started praising him. So praising him, ah, it's beautiful. It's good for you. It glorifies him, but it's actually good for you. Isn't it crazy? Something meant to just be about him and we still get a benefit from it. It's tremendous. I love it. So I want to encourage you to spend some time this Thanksgiving coming into the Lord's presence with Thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise. When you're at at your next worship service, make a joyful noise. Next time you've got your praise playlist on in the car or you're on a run, make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Like, you know, if, if life has taken you out behind the woodshed, so to speak, then that makes this the perfect time to enter into prayer with just praise and just thanksgiving, nothing more. That's it. Um, you know, the enemy absolutely cannot stand it when we praise God. Uh, in fact, I have said this before. I don't think he sticks around. He doesn't like being in, in a place. He doesn't like hanging out or remaining in a place where the Lord is being greatly praised, greatly praised. You know, um, you know the difference. You know the difference between, oh, yeah, all right, praise the Lord. Or, man, you're just on a roll. You're praising and praising and nothing's going to stop this train. You know what I mean? Like, how can Satan remain there? Yeah, he's not going to be comfortable. He's going to be coming unhinged, coming out of his skin. So, again, it benefits us when we give thanksgiving, praise, glory, honor to the Lord. Um, It always does me. This is personal. It always does me a tremendous amount of good to simply sit before the Lord. And I do picture myself sitting before him. He is enthroned and I'm sitting before him as my king, offering him thanksgiving and praise just with an overflowing abundance. Because once you start, it should flow out of you. It really should. It should be pretty easy. So the next time you find yourself kind of in dire straits, maybe take the counsel of Psalm 95 verse two and praise him, praise him with everything that is within you. Next, I want to read Luke 17, five, short verse, three words. It could be anybody's memory verse. Um, in fact, if you need a verse for the year, you might consider praying about this one. Luke 17, five, increase our faith. Short and sweet, but can you imagine if you prayed that every day, if that were your verse for the year, how, how would you be different? How would your life be different? At the end of 365 days, if that were your verse for the year, Luke 17, 5, increase our faith. Our faith, what's faith? That's not anything. Faith, increase our faith. This is, some people would look at this and say, that's dangerous to pray because, you know, what's, you ask God to do that and what's going to happen? What does it take to actually increase your faith? Not faith, faith. What does it take to increase your faith? Like, do I even want to ask for that because it may be a little bit of a bumpy road to get to the end result of that, right? Sure. You might be, you might feel like you're welcoming trials and stretching and intense, like growing pains by praying that. But, um, you know, yeah, I, that's true. Sure. I would be lying to you if I said that never happens, but, but that's not really exactly what I'm referring to when I mentioned this verse. What I believe is dangerous about asking God to increase our faith is that our enemy knows far, far better than we do, that this is a prayer God is surely going to answer. He's going to answer this request and there will be a subsequent and continual impact on Satan's kingdom. And he has a kingdom. The impact will be subsequent and ongoing and continual and even eternal because the, the, the effects of a prayer like this change eternity. They literally do. So is it dangerous? Yes, but don't be like only self-focused and selfish 
in saying, I'm not going to pray something like that. No, get after this and think about eternity. Think about demolishing Satan's kingdom bit by bit, simply because of this one verse, praying it, asking God to do this in your life and making it your life verse for, or for a year. You know, I usually have a verse for the year and then I have an overarching life verse. And I have a good friend. She has a life book, Psalm 91. Her name is Sarah. She's fantastic. Um, actually, I'm going to put some links to some of her, her stuff in, uh, in the show notes. So, um, but listen, if you don't have a life verse, get one. If you want a verse for the year, think about it. Ask the Lord, Lord, should Luke 17, 5 increase our faith, be my verse for 2022. He might say yes. And then who knows what he might do. So, um, regardless, don't be afraid to ask the Lord to increase your faith. In fact, don't ever stop him. I mean, don't ever stop asking him. Don't stop him by not asking him to do this, but never stop asking him to increase your faith. Pray some serious, serious prayers. Like, I mean, they're dangerous. Get after these things in prayer and believe that the world is going to change because you prayed for God to increase your faith. John seventeen fifteen says this, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. This is what Jesus prayed. And he prayed it for us, for you and I. He did not ask God to take us out of the world. He never asked God to do that. Sometimes we want to be hidden away, tucked away, and like live as like, uh, almost as if we'd been taken out of the world. But that was not what Jesus prayed for. He was not seeking that type of protection for us. What he was seeking is protection for us as we continue living in the world that we're in. Is it scary and cruel, wicked sometimes? Yes. But he prayed that he would, that the Lord, the Lord prayed that God would, the father would protect us from the evil one, even in this world that sometimes is very evil. So if I take Jesus at his word, then I need to really totally trust that God has heard and answered his prayer for me. I have to believe that if Jesus prayed it, it's going to be in alignment completely with the father's will. And based on Jesus's own teachings about prayer, I have to, I would have to choose not to believe that God answered this prayer. So what is it again? My prayer, Jesus said, is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. We can trust that he is protecting us fully from the evil one and that nothing is coming at us. Nothing gets to us. That's beyond God's knowledge. I'm fully protected today. And so are you. So when you pray, Pray like a warrior who's fully armored up and fully protected because you are, you really are. Okay. I think I'm just going to probably read one more of these. Um, I had a couple more in mind, but let's see. Yeah, actually I may just read the last two and then wrap it up today. Sorry. Uh, Psalm 33, 18, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Have you considered lately that God's eyes are on you. Like when you're sleeping, when you go about your day-to-day work, your, your job, your commuting, when you open your Bible, you study his word. And of course, when you are praying, God's eyes are on you. This is a life-changing thing to begin to understand. God keeps his eyes on you. And not like a, well, I got my eye on you. I'm keeping my eye on you, kiddo. Not like that. Not in that sort of way. He keeps his eyes on us to watch over us to be attentive to our needs. Wow. He keeps his eyes on us to show us that he, 
He knows how much we love him. And he does. He does. I mean, we see this in his exchange with Peter. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. We, it's, it's so great for us to know that he knows how much we love him. Really think about that for a minute. What comfort comes from the fact that God is well aware of your love for him. He sees it. And if he sees it, will he not be moved by it? Uh, yeah, of course he will. Absolutely he will. He knows how much we love him. And he knows that we, when we are putting our hope solely in him and believing in his unfailing love in any given situation and circumstance, his eyes are on you. We have really great cause this Thanksgiving to celebrate our God. We have like overflowing, ample reason to just revel in his love for us. Today, I want to encourage you to rest in the knowledge of God's great love. And, you know, you're secure. You're secure. I'm going to say that one more time. Right now, you are secure. So be at rest this Thanksgiving, knowing that his eyes are on you today and every day until your last day. Okay, the last one I'm going to read is from Romans. Ah, the book of Romans. It's amazing. Romans 4, verse 21, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Here is our verse of promise. Here it is. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. What does it mean to be fully persuaded? What does that mean? Okay, I'm going to give you an example. If you're married, do you remember when you signed your marriage license? You remember that moment? Just think for a second. If you're a parent, do you remember giving birth to your child or each of your children or finalizing the adoption process. Okay. Think about those moments. Okay. If you can remember those kinds of things, then you know what it is like to be fully persuaded about something. Nobody can come to you and convince you that you're not legally married. Nobody can convince you that your child is not your child when you gave birth to them or, you know, you were there in the courtroom when the adoption was finalized, it, you would find it laughable and maybe even offensive to have things like that implied, right? I mean, you know that you know that you know what is. You know that you know that you know you're married. You know that you know that you know that's your child. Anybody saying otherwise is just ridiculous. You are fully, fully persuaded. Okay, um, so now let's apply that concept back to this verse being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. When you pray, when you are giving thanks to God, when you live your day-to-day life, when you come up against something that's like a Ugh, kind of situation, do you, do you live, do you pray, do you have a heart and a mind that is fully persuaded that God has the power to do every single thing that he has promised exactly as he promised it? And if not, why not? Why not? Just like you know that your child is your own because you clearly remember labor and delivery. I do five times over. You know, I know you remember moms, dads, you see that baby born. You, you know what I'm talking about. Just like that, you ought to know that God has all power and he does indeed always, always keep his promises. He does. Um, earlier today, I was in my in a group with um just by with talking about uh, Psalm ninety one and it's a prayer group 
And um, I just made the point that I want them to have one takeaway. And I'm going to leave you with the same takeaway for this week of Thanksgiving or whenever you listen. You may listen to this in the middle of a summer. Thanksgiving is not even on your mind. Spring break is or something like, I mean, for whatever time, that's the time God wants you to hear this. Kind of the takeaway I wanted them to have is this promise made, promise kept. With God, a promise made is as good as a promise kept. Maybe it isn't kept yet. Maybe you haven't seen it fulfilled yet. Oh, you will. You will. Promises made with God are always promises kept. So that is my last little bit of a tidbit takeaway for you this Thanksgiving. Promise made, promise kept, period, period. There's no getting around it. There's no dodging. Romans 4.21 tells us that. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to share the link to this little PDF download um, in case anybody would like to grab it and a few other things in the show notes and um, rolling into December. I just want to, I just want to say, be much about focusing on Jesus this Christmas. We need to have our hearts so attuned to him that we just are longing for his return the same way our little kiddos or maybe our little grandkids are longing to open presents on Christmas morning. And even more than that, just have a heart for Jesus and um, trust that he sees, always sees you. He sees you and he loves you so, so much. I'm thankful for each one of you. I'm so blessed to be able to be kind of a little part of your lives via this podcast. And uh, again, don't forget if you want to sign up for my free giveaways, you can do that at janelbert.com. And I actually will try to, um, get over there and get this freebie added there. That might make it easier than the separate link. So um, I might send it out to everybody on my email list. In fact, that might be a good thing to send out for the new year. I'm thankful for you. I hope you have a blessed Thanksgiving. I will see you back here next time for episode number 83, if you can believe that. Sometimes it's hard for me to believe that many episodes. And yet we have not even begun to even get to like the teeniest, tiniest beginnings of the depths of all of God's promises. Every time I open my Bible, they're just jumping out at me. He has promised so much. I pray that you are growing in your faith and that you're not afraid to pray the prayer. Increase my faith because you know what? You have work to do in this world and you have work that will totally devastate devastate and destroy the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of darkness. You have real kingdom work to do or God's kingdom of ripping to shreds Satan's evil, vile kingdom. Is that not good news? That is good news. Happy Thanksgiving. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.